The following is a live broadcast of the Lone Star Community Radio Program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KCCZLP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, it's 902. It is the 1st of July. It's Wednesday. Broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy Live. I, uh, or Dick and Skippy, yeah. I created a website for Lone Star Community Radio for all of our live broadcasts on Facebook. Just go to IRLoneStar.com slash live. And if you're logged into Facebook, you should be able to watch it all the time. Any show we have that's live right there at IrelandStar.com slash live. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. If it doesn't work for you, let us know. I do know you have to be logged into Facebook on your device, whatever device it is. So there you go. Uh, welcome to today's show. Uh, we do have some special guests coming in at 10 o'clock. We're going to be talking about a chorus line. It's a uh, play going on across the street at the Owen Theater. We're going to learn from a couple of those folks about what they're doing to encourage people to be safe while they attend the, the live show. And I believe it's been open for a weekend, I believe. Yeah. And sorry, Sean. No worries. Go. It opened last weekend and it's still going. So we're going to have those folks in the studio uh, coming around 10 o'clock. So if you have questions for them, make sure to comment, question, and then call our call in line 936 228. 9368. And uh, there you go. There we go. Hey, immediately I got a. Say this thing to listener Dennis. No promises, man. Who's walking on space? Uh, at the ISS, someone lost a mirror. They got to go out and get their mirror. So, Dennis, <laughs> that's what you want to occupy your time with? Hey, can you imagine me, the person coming back in from your spacewalk going, Where the hell's my. Oh my God, I love my camera. Well, no, but it <laughs> I is. I lost the car keys, too. I wonder if it's that kind of atmosphere where it's like everyone really likes to, wants the chance to go out there. So, do they draw straws <laughs> oh, or something? Oh, no. I love to mirror out there. Oh, it looks like I'm going to no. have to suit up and go out. Well, I think Sarah needs help. I'll go with her. Yeah. And you hey, have I to have gravity. a bu- where's the buddy what? system in space, right? I wonder if they have that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no I, promises, my friend. But we'll we'll try not to suck today. Yeah, I can imagine they're like kids in a playground getting in a circle, like, all right, guys, get your legs in the in the center, and then like bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish. Yeah, that's how they up. pick. That's yeah, how they pick. Pick who gets to go out. So. Eeny, meeny, meeny, you know that one guy's like, I really don't want to go out there. I just watched uh, some space movie. And, I watched I'm, Gravity. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I watched. Did you see Apollo 18? No. Oh, so it was one of those found footage. Oh, okay. Monster Is that a movies. newer movie? 
Is it like when the aliens are there? Or? Yeah, basically, okay. it's because, you know, we stopped this, the moon program at Apollo 17. Well, they say, actually, there was an Apollo 18, and uh. we just found the footage, and it's, you know, monsters came on from the space moon. Yeah. Survived the atmosphere it push. was so horrible. I mean, some movies are so bad, they're good, and I love those. This was just bad. It was bad. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm wondering how many coronavirus-type movies are going to be coming out. In the next before uh, that, I gotta tell you, it's plays right now. Everyone who fancies himself as a playwright is writing the coronavirus play. And well, it's that just, you can do that one man play thing, or what? like you can do one man. What well, that's what they are. They're doing. They're doing the. Uh, I'm stuck in this closet. There's a certain class of play which I call the angry invisible dad play, and that's usually a monologue or two or three person play, and it involves primarily your main character yelling at their invisible parent figure in front of them for doing something wrong you never love me dad mm. and one i i truly hate that kind of play and uh in houston they have something called the alliance auditions they used to be called the co-ops and it was where you get all the theaters representatives from all theaters in one room like the alley theater or something and then you'd have hundreds of actors come and audition for it they each have two minutes to do a monologue and this is over two day, you know, eight hours a day for a Saturday and a Sunday each day. So we're talking sixteen hours of listening to monologues. And by Sunday afternoon, we were like taking bets that you know I'm going to throat punch the next person that comes in here with an invisible angry monologue because it's just they wear on you. I've come to truly hate them. So if you ever audition for me, just sounds just like be you, warned. Sounds like you need to take a break, man. I know, I did. That's pretty bad. I, I, had, I had to ditch the Alliance for a couple of years because it's like I wanted to launch myself across the seats and start pummeling. Well, when you're talking about auditioning, and you certainly have to do a monologue, right? When you're auditioning, because it's just you, right? Okay, so the best monologue, here's the thing. There are some monologues that stand out, some actors that stand out. But after a while, they kind of merge, merge and, together. Mm. Several years ago, this one guy came, and again, you have two minutes, and at two minutes and one second, they hit a buzzer, and you got to stop yeah. talking. And have you ever seen the movie Team America, World Police? Yeah. Okay. There is a rousing speech the hero gives near the end about body parts. Yeah. Okay. The guy used that as his monologue. We were crying. We were laughing so hard. That thing, years later, stuck out as the only monologue I can remember from an Alliance audition. Well, I guess when you are auditioning and you have freedom of choosing your monologue, you got to be a little creative with it. Because I imagine certain plays you're reading from that play, right? Yeah. Like when I'm auditioning for whatever, like Hamlet, I'm probably going to be reading something from Hamlet they ask No, me. well, a lot of directors, uh, the, the rule of thumb is don't audition, especially don't sing a song from the show you're auditioning Why for. Why they ask you to? Do you just refuse? If they ask you to, you got to be prepared to. But usually, they'll tell you before and at this audition, be pre be prepared to cold read from the script. So, how Don't, creepy do you get with your auditions, or do you like Harvey Weinstein creepy? Well, like uh, like meet me in my rent, hotel rent room. a hotel Motel Six. Yeah. And, <laughs> Jesus. No, no, never. Fortunately, never had to do that. Uh, but I do have auditions coming up, though. I'm going to be doing the Tempest for the Woodland Shakespeare Festival. I have September no idea what that is. The Tempest is a great play. Is there, are they it's actually going to have the It's like Lost. Are Remember they... the TV show Lost? Yeah. It's Shakespearean Lost. Are they even going to have this deal? Right now, that's the plan. It's an outdoor festival so, one day. I like how that justifies, you know, gatherings. Oh, we're outside. Fine. Well, that's what I'm hearing from... Everybody. Yeah, people going, oh, no, the reason why there's no protest spike, 60,000 people in Houston, is because it was outdoors. I mean, I believe it. Okay, great. 
So why are we locked down? We should lock in, meaning lock everybody out of their house so they can't I mean, go in. My idea about the camp is still a legitimate thing. You know, they Wait, have that internment. Well, if you got COVID, you get put in the NRG park. The FEMA death camp. Yeah, you FEMA get, death you, camp. You, you put in the FEMA. <laughs> Wasn't that a grunge band? FEMA death camp. Probably sounds like one. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I know I know the county here is kind of shaping up because summer is pretty much like almost halfway through. And I'm curious to see what Conroe ISD does about their school. And you know they're probably trying to work on... Well, the superintendent just did a live video thing about yeah. what to expect. Uh, were, were you up on that? I wasn't, but, like, you know, my friends were... Because I'm already graduate, so I don't care about that. But there are the juniors. Yeah, that, losers. Yeah, exactly. Like, huh? It's like... <laughs> Bunch suck. of wussies. Hey, yeah. by the way, let's remind people wait, wait, who wait. the strange voice is. Yeah, this All is right. Arthur, our intern. Now, Hello. Arthur, come on, man. Like, intern imagine, Arthur. Imagine being, like, a ninth grade going into 10th, <laughs> and now you get to stay home for school. Oh, my God, those lucky... Oh. Yeah, so I, you're over here going, like, I don't care, but I'm like, they yeah. potentially have, like, the the most interesting learning experience because they could just play video games while keeping their Zoom call on. No. Like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm paying attention, yeah, man. Or even if they have Zoom calls. Like, for me, um, when I heard, like, the whole quarantine, like, everything was shut down and there's no more school, I'm like, dang, that sucks because it's, like, it was my... Uh, Graduating year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, that, all that jazz, right? But then I was thinking about, like, the other grades. I'm like, this is amazing for anybody else. Or maybe not juniors because that, that was hectic, but, like, if I'd been a sophomore or a freshman during this time, I, I would have been having the time of my life. Yeah. Well, especially coming up because you have no idea what's going to happen. Exactly. And now you resent them that you couldn't have that fun. <laughs> well, you're right? going to. Are you going that's, to. That's college? what I feel about. Yeah. That, that's, so have they spoken to you about what they're doing? Uh, yeah. So in the fall, I'm going to be going to uh, Purdue and their whole. I don't know where the, what that. Where that, is that? Up in Indiana. And their whole. I mean, the, like, it's a, a relatively low K State. So. Oh, that makes already, it better. And they already have, like, uh, like for example, the classes are gonna be held in lecture halls, no matter the size, in order to like, Illinois. No, Indiana. Indiana. It's, it's right next to it, though. Oh, like, Indiana. Yeah. Well, all the all the inbreeding is built their anti- yeah, yeah. antibodies, <laughs> so there aren't any cases there. Well, no, yeah. it's because so you got elected. So they told you this. They're like, hey, this is what we're doing yeah, for your. Yeah, that was like cla- the president, Mitch Daniel. He like, un- yeah, I think. It's Anyone try to cancel him yet? I feel like I don't the. I feel no, like, there have been kids. I like, feel like if you have the word president in front of your name, you're you're a target no matter what. Yeah, you, there's always the target on on anybody of power, I guess. But like, we should like, try. Let's figure out the cancel <laughs> your president. You want to figure it out? What, what do we need to do? Huh. I mean, it was probably. I mean, if you dig into. I feel like you start a Twitter rumor and people will be outside his house protesting. Possibly. Yeah. But that like. I'm glad they're communicating with you because I think that's probably one of the hardest things, especially being at, at the mercy of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Is you like they some people just don't tell you, and you're kind of like, all right, I literally start school tomorrow. Where am I going? And I'm glad they uh, they let you know what they're doing. So that's yeah. nice. And but like, I remember like one of the, okay one of the noticeable things about the live stream from the superintendent was it, it pissed off a lot of people. You like, mean the superintendent here? Or like of Conroe. Yeah, Conroe yeah, like ISD superintendent. Because I like um, I'm still in like some group chats and somebody sent like a screenshot of the comments of the video, and oh my god, they're just like, people were like just being pissed because uh, I I don't remember. I think it was just like the timing of, of um, of only now just like coming up with a comprehensive plan or something like that, and people were not not happy with him. Well, do you, let me ask you this because I haven't been to school in a long time. Mm-hmm. I always felt. Right from right today, teachers don't really have a lot of individual authority over their over their curriculum. But I was, correct as long as standardized testing exists, give it up. Because when I went to yeah. college, that was one interesting thing: is my professors or what are you, teachers or whatever you want to call them, 
each of them had their own little neat thing that they've they perfected when it came to their course load. Mm-hmm. Like some of them chose to do it all online, some of them chose to do it hybrid online in class. Mm-hmm. So like uh, like all my English classes, basically we had three classes a week. Well, one class we didn't have to be in class. We just had to go on a forum and we had to write so much so many words and converse with the fellow classmates about what we're reading and i i dug that because i don't really know anybody so i'm reading these uh these like avatars i'm like who's this guy who and like so in class we're in class i'm like who is john one two two eight who is this guy and then they're like oh it's me i'm like okay cool right. oh lord i see i remember when i was in college we would have to fight for typewriter time I in the that. library. I believe that. Because we had to type up our papers. So, but I mean, like, and I'm wondering in high schools and uh, lower. By, by the way, uh, intern Arthur, a typewriter is like a word processor, uh, yeah. but it was. My mom has one. Not not plugged into anything. Some people okay. have those still. Yeah. Jeez. I but, collect them. Like, when you went, when you, you went to the Woodlands High School, where is it all kind of centralized in a sense of each teacher could only do so much? Wait, did, that, so, did you go to Woodlands High? Yeah. Did you just graduate? Just graduate. Did you just know graduated. Angela Thompson? Oh, great. Nerdy girl. No, she was a nobody. She's really nerdy. She was. She was. She was nobody. What do they call them? Scabs? Big N, FHA. Don't they call those kind of people? Scabs? FFA and Dungeons oh, and Dragons scabs. Club. Anyhow, there's my daughter. She Arthur just was telling about it. Arthur was like, "Yeah, that's a scab." <laughs> scab. What, what's Someone the, crosses what, yeah, the what, picket what's, line. What's, what's the bully? The bully term these days? Scab. I don't know. I've never heard that. But I'm <laughs> just making it up. But no, when you went to uh, Woodlands High School, was it like that? Where every teacher is like, "Oh, we all have to use the same." There's some like, like there like I think it's also about like a it's a question of like seniority and stuff. Okay. There are those teachers that have just been there for so long and have been like the teachers that are just so great and that the school themselves really like that they can just do anything and get away. Well, not, not like anything, but they can they have a much um, bigger range of what they can do with their curriculum and their class. Yeah. Than well, I mean, like it's kind of hard to confine art class. You gotta have to be creative when teaching art. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I remember when I was in school, the uh, or in college, the his, his history dean was very old, and he was very stuck. And like every class had to learn this one book. And of course, who wrote that book? The dean did. Well, yeah. So I mean, I was sitting. How there, else are going to sell copies? Yeah, <laughs> that, and I was sitting. I was so upset about that. I was like, this is so <laughs> stupid. But uh, other teachers really took it on themselves, where they got creative with it and. They they always asked like is always English teachers that are always ones who are saying like hey is this work for you guys is yeah. this work like you know we're trying to we're trying to teach this but I know all of us have phones now and all this kind of stuff so we're he's coming up different rules and how we can communicate with one another especially when you're reading paperback books mm-hmm. so he was trying to figure out who wants to do digital who doesn't and it reminds me in university I took uh, for one of my science prerequisites I took astronomy. And we had this former NASA rocket scientist guy, just really flighty. He was awesome, uh, your typical uh, rocket nerd. Mm-hmm. And our, one of our primary assignments was to read this book. It was a paperback by uh, Paul Anderson called Tau Zero. And basically, it was these, these people on a spaceship, and there's this way to break the light barrier, you know, scientifically. And it ends up to where they keep on going faster and faster. They actually outlive the universe, and a new universe, Big Bang, happens. And we're reading, the, and he's like, you read this book. It's not the best book. you got to read it. 
And so we did. I like that opening. Not the best book. Well, because he was telling people, you got to read this book. And so it, it, it wasn't the best, but we read it. And then for the final exam, there was one question. Could it have happened for real? Oh. And you had to use everything else you learned in the class to determine if this particular form of uh, breaking the library were scientifically feasible. And everything counted on you. you <laughs> even if you were wrong, at least you had, to, you had to cite situations from the books. If you didn't read the book, you were hosed. And I love that. I thought that was like the best yeah, thing ever. Me. I was let's try to con my way out of whatever hey, I was in. I want to give shout outs to Jay and Angie and Simon. Well, that's really I, I more? that's neat about Woodlands High School. I had no idea what high schools and stuff are doing today cuz all I, I hear is about was it called Core Common Core. Common Core. But I have no idea is that applied to like 10th graders too or is that applied just to early I, development? I'm not even sure it's fully applied everywhere. Has it been applied in Texas? I don't uh, I don't think so because I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it, it's it's the new way of like in Common Core math, you ask the numbers if they want to be added or subtracted or if they want to be includes included elsewhere. What? I'm being facetious. Okay, you really got me there. It's a uh, very bizarre way. For for instance, Common Core math. So what's going to happen? This is this is my my conspiracy theory here. Eventually, we're only going to communicate with important parts in our lives online. And so eventually someone's going to develop an AI where they could just teach the class. And you don't know. You have no idea. No one ever question it. You know, you have John Smith, Professor John yeah, Smith. Yeah, see, I don't track with that because I'm literally older than both of you put together and then some. So my whole life I've been growing up with, uh, I re oh, I, well, with radio stations. I remember in the early 80s they, they would pre have these machines that could take the tape like the DJ will be gone. Yeah. Well, for example, or the Moog synthesizer say, when Moog came out. They're like, no. oh, no more guitars. <laughs> well, say Everything's like, going to be electronic. Well, Sean, say you're like a big poker player, right? And you're like, oh. I don't even know her. Well, say, say you're a big poker player and you go, oh, I can't go to the go to the places now. I'm going to play online. I mean, how hard is it for those people just to create fake accounts? Sorry, I'm getting. You know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. They take fake accounts and you're playing, you're betting your money. Real money, but you don't know you're playing robots, and they're not playing for their money. They're not. They have no. That's why you'll never playing poker, online I'm poker. Not, I'm just using never. an example. But I'm saying a game like that, you want the human interaction. Yeah. We will never have virtual Olympics. Yeah, I think we will. We have esports. No, no. I mean, the Olympics will never become virtual, where you each run individually. Something could, could be. I could see that. Actually, that I could like see. Like chess. Is that Olympic? I have no idea. No, no it but it be. should be. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, yeah, to. Arthur's right, it was. Here's the thing, like, a lot of theater companies now, so if, uh, heck, uh, I'm going to be directing a version of Macbeth with sock puppets on Zoom next well, weekend. I mean, you're in because trouble because... We're doing stuff the best we can until Hamilton, it reopens again. Hamilton's coming to Disney. Now July people, 3rd. this new generation's going to be expecting every play to be on TV. Yep. So now you're not even going to do plays anymore in front of people. You're just going to film them. Nope. I because people want... Here's the one thing nah. about theater. When you have a spect spectacle like Hamilton or Phantom of the Opera or Miss Saigon, because you can never get to go see it on Broadway with its full production value, all you have left is a movie. But the one draw of theater over anything else, any other art form, is that there is no screen between wait, you. There's no wait, filter. Well, you're not thinking of, There's Sean. nothing stopping the action from... Is coronavirus happened. So the new, the new age of... Of government's yeah. going to be start making rules, and people who are going to be in yeah, they're making rules, and theaters plays, are suffering. You're going to be cut. You're going to be known as like the touchers, and the touchers are a, 
you could be hunted down, and it's gonna, <laughs> it, this is going to happen. I can tell. Well, I know that right now there are rumors going around about the uh, Texas Renaissance Festival, and it'll be interesting to see how that turns oh. out. Well, I mean, what's going to end up happening is they're going to the the Fahrenheit 451 style. They're going to bust in, and they're like, oh, a bunch of touchers are they're they're acting out Hamlet. Kill them. They have to. We have to get rid of them. Well, I can guarantee you, more actors have been killed during the history of theater than audience members. Yeah, I can see that. Back in Dione- you know, for the Dionysian festival, the one person was chosen to be Dionysius for the whole day, and he got to like live like no one else lived. And at the end, they would kill him and tear him apart. Hmm. You just gotta get it out of their system. That's right. It's like the purge. The That's theater funny. started the purge. Well, I'll be interested. Keep to talking. I'm gonna Con- change my headphones. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, be interested to see what happens with uh, Conor ISD. Uh, I know I did. There was an article actually in the Courier talking about what they're what they're doing. Uh, or basically adapting when how the cases are played out during the summer with COVID, and I, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. So I know that people still want to get paid, so there's still that. Yeah, but ah, it's so much better. There you go, man. But let me guess: you put those headphones back if they're busted. You put them back with the rest of them. Well, I just realized it's not necessarily the headphones. I'm getting a buzzing. I think it's my box. No, I'll probably fix it because you probably messed it up. I'm mechanically declined, my friend. I get it, but um. Yeah, so that's gonna be kind of interesting for you when you go to school and then people. If you know any, if if anyone's listening knows any more information about it, uh, let us know because I wouldn't mind knowing if I could pretend to be, you know, a twelfth grader again and log <laughs> in and pretend I could probably cut my hair a certain way. And well, Arthur raised a very good point that there's a lot of anger directed at the superintendent because it's like, oh, now we're knowing about this, but what? even now, any decisions made today could easily be countervened contravened tomorrow yeah cdc yeah. may come up with something else who someone you know something could happen yeah and so it's impossible i, I feel for this guy because i mean seriously there he's damned either way uh you got to keep people informed but people won't only want to hear for so long we don't know hunker down until we know better well i mean really i think a majority of parents are like do i have to take care of my kid or not that's one of the beautiful byproducts of this. Every parent has suddenly realized that their child is not the angel that they've been telling the teachers yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. No, no. There's a lot of self-awareness going on to, and a lot of sympathy for teachers well, I guess nowadays. Are you talking about personally for you? Oh, no. My, my, a, my daughter uh, has an angel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But you, you know how the parents have always been wailing on the teachers. My child would never lie. My child would never do this. It's all you. Well, they're realizing, you know what? You're a brat. I, have, I, I think you're just making that up. No, I was telling you, you're a brat. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I was the perfect. You child. young whippersnapper, both of you, get off my lawn. Here we go. Uh, dementia again. <laughs> We're not even in a lawn. This is a room. Well, actually, Arthur's really not an intern. He's here to replace you. <laughs> yeah. I get to sleep in. Oh my god. But uh, enough but yeah, is there any other news stories you've been you've been seeing, been hearing about? I know uh, the monument. Well, thing is they kind are of... as we speak. Uh, uh, the mayor has finally decided. You know what? We're gonna. Take care of Chaz. They're moving in and tearing it down. Oh, you're talking about the not here. We have a Chaz Seattle. here. Okay. No, it was in man, Seattle. Got me here. I was like, man, I miss stuff. Wait, what's all your name? Time. Durkin or something? I can't. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, Durkin. They're finally moving in. It's like enough. There's no happy ending to that one. Yeah, I mean, I d- didn't really know what was going on with that, so I'm not. No, this was the next generation of Occupy Wall Street, which could have affected change but it intent it turned out being kind of a woodstock part two without the music 
it when you have people saying, "Oh, we have no leader. We're just all here as one proletariat." You have to have a leader. You have to have one voice saying, "This is what we stand for," or else it doesn't fall apart. Another great example right now: the whole defund the police thing. You have many people starting to say, "No, we don't mean get rid of the money. We mean just reallocate, like warp drive to shields." Yeah, and you have all that, and a lot of headways being made, and all of a sudden. Alexander Ocasio Cortez pops on going, No, no, no. When we say defund, we mean defund. And yeah, I think my favorite recent one was there She was, wants to be the, the new there voice. There was something about a proposal, I forgot what city it was, about body cameras. And they were like, No, that's increasing funding. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, we're not going to get body cameras. Yeah. And we're yeah, body cameras like, would be the oh. best. We are all on our best behavior if we think we're being watched. Are Just, we? you know what? The best way to cure, and I spent a summer working at a, at I mean, a Circle you're K a showman, in New so I Mexico. I think you like to be on camera. Yeah, but here's the thing. Anyone thinking about um, shoplifting from the local 7-Eleven, if they see that little plastic I, ball in the corner, I don't think they're gonna, that's a deterrent. They do it anyway, man. You've been to Walmart, go to Walmart and ask how many people try to steal stuff every day. According to the FBI database, just having a like an ADT sticker or sign yeah. in your yard cuts your chances of being burgled. By 80%. Because... You just made that up. No, no, no. Look it up. It's on the FBI database. I used to be in corporate investigations, and I know these statistics. Just the thought of, I could get caught by this, will, for the most part, make you find the next person. Or make you wondering how to get in without causing a stink, because you got to be smarter than the... Well, your average burglar is not smarter than the average bear. Yeah. I do like those porch pirates. They're pretty efficient. Well, and it's when did that stop? When the rings came out, the doorbells. Yeah, but no, you just put a no because coronavirus time. You just cover up your face. I thought they stopped when people started like putting. Have you seen those like videos where they would bait them into? Yeah, coming? I saw this guy. He's an engineer, and he made like glitter bombs. And oh yeah, stuff with it's cameras. Just, yeah, like strip small homemade. Explosives. Yeah, but those people were never arrested or anything. No, no, no. This is the guy that. He got tired of his stuff being ripped off, so he would make packages. Yeah, like, I know, and he'd with film GP- it. But he also put in GPS so that he can send the cops over to the people who stole the stuff. Yeah, and mean. they'd be covered with glitter, which is like the dye pack in a yeah. in a bank vault. Who would you call in the new age? Would it be the nonviolent people? What do they call those people now? Nonviolent offenders? No, like they're talking about restructuring oh, the police. Yeah, where the, oh, oh, the um, non-emergency or well, yeah, it's the sense that. Do you think they'll wear uniforms? They. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the one thing. Yeah, there no, is a mental. Gonna, no, it's going to happen. Mm-mm. Like in certain areas, yeah. Not for long. There will be pilot programs, happen. and they're going to fail miserably. Okay, what? Why, why the, are you so negative? The best thing that can happen is to massively increase training and prerequisites to become a police officer. I don't know. I always wonder what a, like a bureaucracy style perspective when they go to like a nonviolent place. Like they bring the clipboard, they're gonna ask their questions, and it's like they're trying to settle down the situation. You you have a domestic disturbance. Do you send a cop? You send a cop is, there, No, right? no. So husband and wife arguing at each other, yelling. Yeah. Loud enough to for the neighbors to call, hey, something's going on. Who do you send? Not a cop. Why not? Well, like, what place does a gun have in that situation? How oh. do you know? How well, do you know that he's not I mean, beating her and well, she's finally Arthur, fighting back? Arthur, we're in Texas. I mean, yeah. So imagine well, going to So a you house. send in someone with a clipboard who suddenly could be overwhelmed by well, a violent I mean, individual. When they're talking about these, like, services, it's always in conjunction with a police officer. So you send a cop and someone else. And yeah. they, they get to rock, paper, scissors as to who goes in. 
No, I well, said it, they, it's all. You said clipboard. Is, you said clipboard Sammy in first. Or you increase the training of a, your average police officer to be able to handle escalations. Like well, for me, that 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 um that approach is also like. I mean, really, it's just like I don't care what happens as long as they they're better equipped. Because right now, given the current training that cops have, like. The How ratio many? between training and their responsibilities is way off. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The only way, but let's look at a, the precursor to sending out caseworkers instead of cops as examples, CPS agents, those caseworkers, yeah. those who are sent out, hey, we have a feeling that this. Now, CPS, unfortunately, is just rife with. Oh, here we go. Something negative. Well, it's, it, look at some statistics on it. Families can get torn apart by one person with a clipboard saying, you know what, I don't think this is a healthy environment. It's the power of the clipboard, man. It is. It truly is. It, you may as well put rent-a-cops in, and I used to be one, security guard. Security guards have a bad attitude. They want to be a cop, and they can't make it. That's you? Yeah. Okay. I, I, that was to pay, help pay for college, but, yeah, it's, I was surrounded by, and I, I would have those own thoughts myself from time to time. It, it's... Cops well, look at security guards with a contempt. Like I would be interested you to see, be Sean, real where, depending on the community, where are the interactions police are having? you gotta, you got to click it now. Here. There, there we go. go. So, that, that, like, especially here in Montgomery County, I know we have constables that do different type of services, and then we also have police forces where, you know, Conroe PD does things. But I'd be interested to know, like, what are the statistics of an encounter with, say, a domestic dispute that does turn violent. And well, usually when someone shows up with a gun on their side, that'll make a an idiot guy wanting to beat his wife back down. You send a guy with a clipboard, not so much. Well, I mean, you're, why are you putting it on the guy? Could be the girl. Could be. we got to be fair in this argument. Absolutely. I don't think it so. matters about whether there's a gun or a clipboard. It's just that there's somebody else there to witness yeah. it, especially somebody affiliated with the government. Like yeah, whether we don't, or not we don't want them here. We don't want the government. Here. Let's bring let's bring our lady back from the census and talk about what yeah. <laughs> what census workers have had to deal with, their oh, lives man. threatened, them having to go into neighborhoods armed with a clipboard. Yeah, it's, I mean I don't know I don't know the answer to the the whole police thing. I mean I I never I haven't felt threatened by the police, but then again I don't. I mean I imagine somebody has. I don't know. Well, did, you, did I tell you my brother got a? Yeah, someone yeah, tried yeah. to mug him. Accosted, yeah, my brother, who's a <laughs> sheriff captain, uh, he That's was. Funny. Someone tried to mug him at the gas station, and, and apparently he uh, took him down. Well, I lived in it's England in a time when the bobbies weren't armed, the cops weren't armed, and the yeah, ongoing but, joke was "halter, I'll blow my whistle." <laughs> and there were riots galore, and eventually, certain aspects of London of British police had to be armed. For that very purpose. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it, like there is a training aspect that we don't really know. I don't even know what the police do for training. And I've heard. Six I, start, week, I think it's a six or eight week academy. Yeah. No. Now, here's the thing. Well, I mean, not 13, even that. Eight not weeks even gets that, you though, through the Sean, army. Not even that, but like you're continuing. What's the continuous training? Well, there needs to be and CLE. So. Continuing a learning education, like a lawyer or a doctor. They have to go to CLE classes to keep up with the latest. Here's the thing. I go into the Army boot camp for eight weeks or the Marines for 13. And at the end of it, I'm a Marine. I'm, you know, you know, I've taken the oath. But that doesn't mean they just, okay, now go lead, a, lead, a, lead an army, lead a battle. Well, if you went to this. college, you That's would. only the start. 
right? If you went to college, don't you get bumped up to like lieutenant or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, officer, depending on which branch it is. Your lowest grade officer, ensign in the Navy, so forth and so on. Um, but you just don't do your eight weeks or your 13 weeks and then say, okay, you learned all you need to know, go out there. Same thing with cops. I'm pretty it's, sure they did that at one point. Was it like World Yeah, War II? Vietnam, when it's <laughs> yeah. like, you got to go over there and die for your country. Probably it works. good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so with cops, same thing. It's a six, eight-week academy. You learn all you can for your starting point, but then they're just turning mounts. Okay, now go patrol the streets. Now go crowd control, riot control, de-escalation, terrorism, uh, all these things. And they're not equipped. You've got to have specialized classes, just like in the military. Once you join, once you finish basic, then you get to choose what your specialty is. Only then. Well, I mean, it's kind of like SWAT. Except in uh, the Marine Corps where you automatically, everyone's a rifleman when they when they graduate. But at that point, you're MOS. That's when you choose, okay, now I want to be so a you car wanna, mechanic. you want to militarize the police? I want to look at the better parts of like what makes the military the work police. and say, let's, let's apply this here. I think the plan that would probably incorporate both sides the best would be the one that, like, I hear, like, because... There's the there's the problem about like just I mean I, I think the core thing is the training of the police itself and the money that's involved in training them. So when you say when you have the people saying defund the police, they just want to take money away from the police so they don't have like, not according to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, well, who is the primary voice of the defund so the police. Well, how about this, guys? Not a, how about this? Let's do drones. So can you imagine any type of involvement in interaction? Robocop. No, no. You go instead of getting out of the car, you go up to the house with the the call and you. Deploy your drone, mm-hmm. and you got a little loudspeaker, and it's like attention, citizen. Okay, I've got a Starship Enterprise drone at home. Can I, mean, I, no can one I gets use hurt. that? No one gets hurt. And be like, is there I would love to open right? my door and find the Enterprise Telling facing you. me. We we'll just do drones. And now, so Arthur, you were in the middle of a thought. Yeah. So like, Dick. I think the the best way, because like, in order to like get better training, people are always like, when it comes to training the cops, for some reason the training is always in association with the police department itself, which. You know, I don't like it's You don't see that in, oh, okay, like you do, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Because in other countries, what they do is mm-hmm. uh, they just straight up require the police to have a degree and in some sort of like law enforcement based field or, or even something like social work or, or whatnot. And I think that would probably be the best plan in terms of, yeah, you're training the police better, but not at the cost of the taxpayer having to like, you know, put the money in for, you know, then it becomes on the, on the police. Well, I think a lot of it stems from the accountability and especially in your neighborhood where these cops what really it's kind of like a postal service person. Like how does a post postal service person really get fired by going postal? Well, there's that. And like the, I was reading like the really the well, only let's, Hold on, let's go back to that. Back when I was around your age, that was the thing. Going postal, now we laugh about it, but back then, that was the thing that was yeah. going to kill us. Postal well, workers what I was trying to say going is, crazy. You know, it's we kinda, don't have that it's anymore. It's kind of like, how do you get fired for, for being a police officer? And then clearly, with the examples that have been kind of profiled for the past four months, it's like, how is this guy still an officer? How is this lady still an officer? Mm-hmm. How does this still go on? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I think a lot of people would that 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 to me it kind of is the root of the issue is well right now everyone is doing the Casablanca I'm shocked shocked to see gambling's going on here everyone so I'm shocked shocked to see there's there's racism in the police force I'm shocked to see that these statues have been standing for the last 29 presidential administrations seriously you know is this sudden 
oh my god looking around and that's what i laugh at going this has been a situation everyone's acting like this is a brand new thing and it's not i just want to go back to arthur real quick the slippery slope with comparing you know saying well in this country they do this or that um and i say this because you know i was very fortunate to be able to grow up all over the world my father was military for like a day yeah i missed all the 70s and some of the 80s but um for instance in england you go to school till you're 16, then you take your O levels, which means ordinary levels. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's your owls. owls yeah. And you can leave school at that point, depending on how many O levels you pass, that qualifies you to be... A blacksmith. Yeah, basically. A brewer. <laughs> a copper. Hey, what, what is it? A chimney sweeper. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do in England, chimney right? Sweep. <laughs> chimney sweep. sweep. Yeah. So you can leave then and go into basically your blue-collar lower-end yeah. working at a shop. Mm-hmm. Um... Or you stay in school for another two years with a concentrated on one or two particular topics and you get your A-levels, which means advanced levels, and that way that enables you to go to university and get better jobs. And then you, if you get into university, you go for three years, not four, three. And you get, but you only read one subject, but you learn everything about it. So if it's criminal justice, it's criminal justice and French poetry be damned. If it's French poetry, criminal justice be damned. And then you are highly educated in that particular topic, but none others. And then you can and then what happens is if you go to a, a university like Oxford or Cambridge, then, as my sister then found you just out. Just move to America and do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but then after if you go to Oxford or Cambridge for three years and graduate, then two years later, with real world experience, you automatically get your master's. Without having to go to additional university. Okay. So, to oh. compare it to other universities, you have to revamp the entire things leading up to it. So, if we're saying, well, you, you know, it needs to be a school thing, our school, American school, is not set up like a British school. So, basically, American school is we're going to give you enough to your 18 to do almost anything you want. Then it's up to you from that point to determine. With England, it, it's pretty much determined if you leave with your O levels, and, you know, you work at a shop, you're pretty much guaranteed to work at a shop the rest of your life because you're not qualified to do anything else. And good luck trying to go back to university, back to school to get your A-levels. It's a lot harder. Okay. So just, what I'm saying is always a slippery slope to say, well, in Norway they do this, and in England they well, yeah. do this. I don't even want to try to pretend <coughs> yeah. what, I mean, like, what other people are doing. Yeah, I have, like, experience with Russia because I'm half Russian. I go there every mm -hmm. summer. And for them to be a police, so they have, like, mandatory... Um, like military conscriptions, so mm -hmm. like once like Israel and yeah, yeah, other countries of, that yeah, yeah. that definitely and have so, that. So yeah. are you gonna serve? Oh no, because you're part bouncing. Russian. You're, you mean? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a citizen in all, but I'm bouncing. Like I'm. <laughs> you're, are you're, we gonna go to war? Is a, I'm on Her Majesty's reserves. I mean, There's a funny story behind that. Probably. So eventually, so maybe. you're so if you're in Russia and you're born in Russia, you're you have to serve. One way oh, or you, another. I mean, I wasn't born there, but I'm a citizen. Well, I'm not saying you. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I'm trying to but, understand. Or, yeah, if you're born there or if you're a citizen there, it doesn't matter. Like, they'll, like, because I've heard the horror stories. Like, my my friend told me about a family friend who, um, like, they're, uh, it's like this couple, they're Finnish, or they lived in Finland. The dad was Finnish, the mom was Russian, and they had a son who was born in Finland, raised in Finland, all that. He but was the mom, Russian. Russian, yeah. <laughs> and, but the Flushing. mom. He was Flushing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I but the, the mom was, uh, she was like, oh, let's get him a Russian citizen, you know, just for the heck of it. And the kid actually, like, never went to Russia until, I think it was like, his 19th birthday to just go to, um, you know, visit his grandma. And and they, they get you at the airport because they look at your uh, passport. Oh, and they're like, huh, man. You're, you're 19, huh? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're staying here for a year, bucko. <laughs> and, yeah, they kept them there for a year because that's how long it lasts. And uh, I'm not trying to do that. So you don't, you're not going over there until <laughs> no, you're like 40. Uh, well, 27. That's, uh, uh, that's, he that's knows. He knows. He's already got it planned <laughs> yeah, yeah. out. I already, because, I mean, I could bribe my way out. Cause you can do that there? Yeah. For that How kind much of is it? How much is it to get out of... Uh, <laughs> it's in the thousands, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't think like... And 42 gotta, million and, rubles. And you got to pay the right person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, like, you got to know. Like, you got to pay your coyote. I'm saying, like, for me, it's just... I'm just going to chill out here because... <laughs> I mean, well, that's, uh, well yeah. again, so it's the same thing. You know, we know, well, Israel would do this and Russia would do that. Yeah, but here's the well, thing. If and, you get yeah. caught there. Well, yeah, and, and, but in, like uh, connecting that, um, the reason why I brought it up was because there's an alternative. So if you don't, don't want to be, a, I think, a co- like in the military for a year, you can opt out of that and either become like a policeman or a firefighter. And that, I think, is just for longer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and like, well, I'm not even comparing it to okay. say like oh this is better i'm just saying like like when i bring up the russia thing like that sort of system is what i see here and then in, in the united states we have like really low qualified people who should be going because like over there I, I hang out with a bunch of people who are like just a couple years older than me so when i was going there before it was my time to get conscripted my other friends were already getting conscripted and having to do their own duties and i remember one dude i was just talking to him he's like yeah i'm a police officer and he was the dumbest dude I ever knew. Like, should not. Like, well, I, Arthur, that's a really that good kind of point. Stuff. That where the U.S. military falls down is times of drafting of conscription. Mm-hmm. We should enjoy an all volunteer, all volunteer military, because I don't want to be in a foxhole with someone who doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a first responder, a cop, or a firefighter. In this country, for the most part, you become a first responder. So your heart's there. Holly became a nurse, not because. You know, it was either that or interior decorating. She had a calling for it. Most firefighters have a calling. Most cops, truly, especially at the beginning, I think almost all cops go in altruistic, wanting yeah, to change the world. I believe that. And so to force them going, okay, well, you either join the military, no, then you're going to be a cop. That's where corruption and incompetence takes over. Forced uh, membership. So... I think we're in agreement in that the biggest problem with, I think, law enforcement in America is the lack of proper training. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. I think qualifications do need to be extended on it. I think CLE uh, licensing, Lord knows, just become a plumber, what you have to go through, or CPA, yet not for a cop. Mm-hmm. And that's where the issue is. But problem is the cop. You can't really blame the cops because the second they're out of the, uh, the academy, walk a beat. You're in the fourth ward. Good luck. Stop anything that could possibly that. go wrong. I don't wrong. believe that. It's I true. Bet, I bet they easy in. They give you a partner who's yeah. been doing it or oh, yeah, whatever. And yeah, a partner the from movies. the 60s is like, yeah, I remember we could beat up suspects. <laughs> they got beat a confession out of them. This is why we always carry phone books with us. Yeah, right? They don't, <laughs> they don't leave bruises. bruises. Man, y'all, I like the way y'all know thinks. way too much about that. Yeah, we do. Uh, a little scary. Well, he's uh, he's Russian, and I'm well. <laughs> I, I just like John Mulaney. He's, he had a good bit about that. Uh, did he do okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So it's kind of a neat conversation, I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't. 
I don't really know. I feel like we're fine here, but then again, I could be totally ignorant of. <laughs> Dennis, like- you're, th- you're too busy thinking about your last bowling score. What was your last bowling score, Dick? Uh, one eighty-two, I think. That sucks, doesn't it? That's Out of three hundred, cool. that's like sixty-two percent, man. All right, well, I've only ever gotten like a hundred, so that's pretty. Yeah. Bowling would be nice. Too. Okay, well, either become a cop or become a professional bowler right now. What are you gonna do? Both. I do yeah, both, man. Do both. Like, well, I'm saying, more. so you get someone who is incapable of breaking 200 in a bowling score, and you make them become a professional bowling player. No, just do both. You got time. Well, see, so that was an 80. That would be yeah, an 80s TV show. <laughs> you, you could take any two um, uh, occupations. Yeah. You know, one guy something, one guy you know, just two occupations at random, then tie it up with, and they're detectives. So, like, give me two occupations. Give me an occupation. Go. Plumber. Plumber. Give me an occupation. Chimney sweeper. <laughs> He's a plumber. He's a chimney sweep. And they're detectives. It's like every 80s cop show ever. Well, you think about it. You have the perfect uh, cover because you got the chimney sweeper up top doing survey. Chimney sweep? Ch- chimney chimney sweep. Whatever. And then you got the plumber who's able to go into and plant bugs and stuff and right? figure it out. So there you go. Well, we got episode one through six solved. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That Which I- is how many episodes it would last. Well, you know what? <laughs> Tops. At least we did something with our time. And, That's right. We came up with uh, a new uh, retro wanna, 80s cop I show. I want to talk about a little bit is uh, we've been talking about social media in the past, and I know Facebook right now is getting a lot of flack about not banning hate speech. That's kind of the generic thing they're saying. And mm-hmm. a lot of advertisers are pulling out. I think they're pulling out because they don't want to spend money during coronavirus time. Uh, and it's funny to me that on one hand... We love free speech, but on the other hand, when it comes to social media, it's like, how do we control this this minority group of people who are just completely violent or they love being behind an anonymous name saying, talking trash. Mm -hmm. And and Facebook is one of the, uh, ironically, one of the ones that are saying, like, we're not going to control it. Like, you report it and you report it and we'll delete it, but we're not going to. For the most part. Very few Americans can actually quote the First Amendment, what it is. It's like people say, separation of church and state. That's not what it says. It says there will be no establishment of a national religion, and the government cannot interfere with the workings of a church. That is what the First Amendment says. So people that say we need attached churches, you literally can't, according to that same amendment. Same thing with, there is no freedom of speech in the private sector. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's government. Freedom of speech means the government can't say. Well, my freedom mm-hmm. of speech is controlled. Okay. So yeah. I still have freedom. Of sp- I have freedom. What example have I given three thousand times in the past? Uh-huh. You can't yell fire in a theater. Yeah. But you it's can, illegal. You can yell fire in here. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, exactly. like, can you I, yell fire in a street? So yeah, it's I can. I can take a knee. I can wear something on my football jersey that says something different. That's not breaking the law, but. It, for the NFL to fire me as a result, that's not infringing on my right to free speech because there is no free speech. A morals clause in any company can, or a non-disclosure agreement, I can't go home and tell my wife, this is what I learned at work today. That's not infringing on my free speech. It, it's all about government intrusion of free speech. And that, unfortunately, that's the issue. So many people say, well, I got free speech to say whatever I want. Facebook can do whatever they want. 
as long as it doesn't break the law. If they want to, if they want to clamp down on all things conservative, then they just have to give up their uh, Title Three. Oh God, help me out here. Three eighty two of the that act that we talked about a few weeks ago, the separating publishers from platforms. You're no longer a pu- platform; you're a publisher. Problem solved. That was only an executive order, though. It's still not like entirely like in effect. Or like I doubt it's even going to be anything substantial. It's just no, the like, the Internet Decency Act in its section something I can't oh, remember what it, like it was. A, yeah, you know it's an actual law that says you enjoy certain protections if you're a platform. Meaning I can't sue the news oh, okay. yeah, because yeah. I don't like what's being said on it. Yeah, that whole new it's news is a platform. It's supposed to be. Now, more and more, Fox on one side, CNN on the other aren't acting like platforms. They're acting like publishers. And that, so that, too, becomes an issue. When you become a publisher, but saying you're a platform, that's when you open yourself up for legal action. Yeah. Like, the way I've always seen it was, like, when it comes to, like, any, like, hate speech or, like, you know, Twitter and all those, especially, like, the big ones, it's, like, say you're, like, at a mall or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. you replace Twitter with a bunch of people in a big room in a mall, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's just chatting amicably or, like, talking how they normally would. And all of a sudden, you got you get some, like, neo-Nazi in the corner spouting racial slurs. Mm-hmm. Well, in any mall, people would see that and notice it and be like, hey, we don't like that this is here. Even though he... He legally, can be booted out, too. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't infringe on his right to exactly. free speech. Legally, he can be doing all that, but, the you know, it's the mall's, like, the mall owner's land... They can decide and Facebook what goes on. is the mall, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. They they are more than welcome to, but they they've been listing themselves as a platform. Once they start picking and choosing, which legal things are allowed and not. Now, if something illegal, you know, you can't show an ISIS beheading on Facebook because that's against the law. You can for like a couple of minutes. No, that, yeah, that was YouTube, right? But what I'm Lightly. saying is that as long as it's legal, they should as a platform they should allow everything. The second they start picking and choosing what you allow and what's not, that's when they're no longer a platform, they're a publisher. And that's what separates the news from the not news on CBS. CBS News versus Blue Bloods, a CBS TV show. You can boycott a show, you you can they can cut it out. You can't refuse to show the news on American television. The FCC, when it was first chartered, saying, okay, we'll give you the airwaves for free if you devote one hour in the evening to news. And that's what it that's how it all started. So I can you you can insist that I don't like this episode of Blue Bloods, Will and Grace. I don't I don't care. And it can be taken off, no one's rights are infringed. But you can't do that with the news, because news is a platform and Will and Grace is a publisher. And I'm I'm really kind of it's not that interesting. Going general with this. Okay. Hold on. And hold on. There's a, uh, where did the equal time deal go on broadcasting? Now, how are we talking? Because uh, the, uh, you, uh, I may have a question on this, Dennis, and we can probably continue this off the air. If you're talking equal time, are you talking about the, um, is, that before, is that before the Clinton thing? Well, it depends if he's talking about equal time for, uh, uh, political situation mm-hmm. um anyone we're, since we're not a this show is not a platform this show is a is, is a publisher for what it was so we all talk about our opinions and i can always say the opinions of skippy don't necessarily the opinions. there you go <laughs> solved it all right well we gotta be uh closing up today's uh first hour i'm just <laughs> I, I know just let De- De- dennis know 
if it, if it regards to news time, the only prerequisite is between six, an hour every evening for the news. Yeah. If it's uh, political stances, well, it's they have, both have to have the same opportunity. Yeah, Arthur, go on and let our guest in. Why don't we just do our break? That sounds good. So, Dennis, I, I know I didn't really answer the question, but uh, give me a sp specific, and we can even talk off the air about it. But we got Roger Ormiston and Jody Schreier coming in to talk about a chorus line happening at the Owen Theater. Cool. You're listening to Dick and Skippy. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. CoreLove is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org, 
Will you help defend the orphan? Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings on the aforementioned Skippy. With me as always is Dick, 958 on the dot here in the gloomy overcast historic downtown Conroe Lone Star Community Radio offices. I'm here with Dick. I'm here with intern Arthur. I'm here with myself, and we got two amazing guests. I want to give a quick shout-out before we get to the guests, though. It's my stepson Christopher's birthday. He's 20-something. I like how you call him stepson. Huh? I always feel that's a a cheap strike against (laughs) a living person. You're half a son. Hey, he he takes my name. He becomes a full son. You're below me. It's like Game of Thrones. I take steps on you. I'm a Lannister. If you're a a Snow, you're just not all the way there. The the point is, I think, that you you had a choice with that one. With the ones that you have birth, you know, it's just a roll of the dice. I know, right? <laughs> is that a legal term, why you have to say stepson? Or is that just to not confuse people when you're introducing, like, I'm not well, related to this person? Well, with people in general, if he's with me, you know, this is my son or these are my two sons because I yeah. have, you know, my son. Uh, <clears throat> but just wanted to clarify, people, people going on the air, oh, happy birthday, Adrian. My son, whose birthday was a couple of months Sounds ago. Sounds like you don't talk about the stepson enough to where people know that you have more than one son. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Because I changed my son's diapers. Christopher came into my life when he was well past potty training stage, so he's at a disadvantage. So he gets to change your diapers later on. God, <laughs> God hoping. <laughs> right. People ask me, uh, boxers or briefs, and I say, depends. That'd be a, that'd be a cool live show, wouldn't it? We're what, we're feed we're Skippy oatmeal? We're Dick and Skippy. It's 40 years into the future, and we're changing the Skippy's diaper. Dude, diapers. if I make it 40 years... <laughs> That'll be proof of God right there, yeah. my friend. Well, who do we have in the studio? We got Jody Schreier here and Roger Ormiston, and they are both 
part of the Players Theater Company's production of a chorus line. You may have seen the Roy Scheider movie. No. It's where there's a big shark and they sing along with it. No, it's, it's a, <laughs> that's a different, different Jaws version. the musical. Different, different yeah. version of that, yeah. Uh, what is a chorus line? It's a musical, a okay. Bob Fosse musical. And uh, it is happening at the uh, Owen Theater, which I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing yeah. right now. I will, they they opened last weekend. I will let listeners know if you have any questions, information about tickets or anything, I'll post it in the description for Chorus Line and the Owen Theater and all that good stuff. And it is still running. As, you know, as of right now, no, we'll talk about the iffiness of it. You know, at any moment, Abbott could say something or yeah, Keo could say something. Yeah, they're still going to put it on. Well, you there's know, always the. Have, do you, we do have a, you dealt with actors and stuff? The show must go on, dude. I don't do anything but. Do, do, so they'll figure it why out. Why do you think I'm doing? Seriously, I'm doing Macbeth's sock puppet theater this weekend <laughs> because they're just going crazy. I myself did an Oscar Wilde play, Zoom play last weekend. Well, when you say sock puppet, do you mean all the actors wear socks so they don't touch each other? No, it's hello. I'm. Oh, you know, I thought so. it was like when they're acting, they're not touching each other, so everyone has to so wear socks. socks. No, yeah. no. That's a good oh. one. No, no, no. It's, it's sock puppet mystery theater. Well, it was PPE mystery yeah. theater. That's what. That's what it should be. <laughs> okay, so enough of us. Let's get on to Jody and Roger. First of all, wonderful to have you in the studio. Thank you so much, both of you, for for agreeing to be here. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, don't right. be afraid to get right we up so on that there. We so appreciate that. Yeah. I forget to. I even got up early for this, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, oh, I put on dealer and everything, man. I'm good to go. <laughs> right. So, um, Roger, what's your position in the in the production? Um, well, I'm president of the Players Theater Company. I'm and, sorry. Uh, and I uh, helped build the uh, the set, mm-hmm. um, in quotes. You mean you showed up? Um, no, <laughs> two of us. Uh, it's two it's of pretty, us pretty much four, okay. four walls. Yeah, it's, no, it's not even walls. It's just mirrors. <laughs> okay. So. All mirror, very heavy mirrors. Yeah, they are heavy. Well, mirrors. you're not supposed to use mirrors on stage. Well, it's chorus line. Okay, well, there's that. What does that mean? It's a, it's a superstition. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. What, I mean, I have no idea what the chorus line's about. So it's about oh. two hours long. Yeah, I, I got the musical part, which and, and it sounds inviting. Okay, then dancing. Roger, hold that thought. Jody, give us a TV guide summary of what a chorus the line is. Got, okay, so basically, a chorus line, um, and actually. Um, I know you mentioned Bob Fosse, whom I love, but it was actual Michael Bennett. No, no, that, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, my your, bad. Mic, your mic privileges are gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's an it's it's you know it's an easy assumption to think it was Fosse, um, but basically a chorus line literally is the story about dancers auditioning for a Broadway show. Okay. And more or less, um, it came about by Michael Bennett literally bringing together a bunch of dancers that he knew in a room. He press the tape recorder, which was like a reel-to-reel, I think, because this was back in the mid-70s, and just started asking them questions, why they became a dancer, what their what their uh, story was about becoming a dancer, what challenges they faced, and he recorded all of it with the intent of somehow making this into a show. So really, A Chorus Line is about the lifestyle of each dancer trying to make it on Broadway, and it's based on actual... Um, actual individual so, and he didn't share one penny of his millions of dollars of profits <laughs> with these people that literally gave him the world I wasn't down michael shame on you shame and five of being an artist is <laughs> right so it's being a director well, taking all the credit listening to the reader's digest of course line does that <laughs> allow a lot of freedom when you're putting on your own production to create a, more stories or is it kind of like you got to follow the lines of these stories because they're so yes important to the overall production correct okay. we stick directly to the okay. original script yeah 
Because I figured that'd be like a good idea, a good opportunity just to make stuff up. Well, what Dick may not realize, believe it or not, in most cases, when you sign the contract for a production, there's there's writers and they're saying, you cannot change a single word or you must get permission from us to do it. And so many theaters will put on like Neil Simon, who has language in his place, but they say, well, we're going to cut out the language. Legally, you can't until you get permission. Okay. Uh, There's a play I was in called Sylvia. I'm just saying the prompt seems like you could do that. That, you could, but here's the thing. But the publishers will send out agents to see productions. And if you ever heard the debacle of Hands on a Hard Body yeah. uh, for Tut's Underground. My wife got to see that the first weekend it was there, fortunately, because it wasn't there the second weekend. Tut's Underground <laughs> in downtown Houston put on a new musical called Hands on a Hard Body. It's about the, the truck, yeah. the touch a truck thing. And the director decided to change things, give this song to this person, move stuff they from act two into act one. Script, right? Yeah, changed a lot of stuff. Didn't get permission. The playwright came not opening night, but opening weekend and shut it down during intermission. I mean, literally, it was like, you don't even come back for act two on this one. And a massive lawsuit. And this, uh, unfortunately, Tuts Underground did that twice on two different shows. Man, these artists, so touchy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey, if you want to put on one of them, I will change any word you want. Just. I just one charge extra. <laughs> like right. you want to change some stuff? Go ahead. You're gonna you're gonna pay triple that's the why, amount. That's why I do Shakespeare so much. Change what you want. What's he he gonna, do, he's right? not gonna sue. <laughs> just don't put my name on it. Just say based off of. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. That way I don't get flack for it being my, crappy. So back to Roger. So you put the mirrors together <laughs> for the show. Together. Yeah. Okay. Which I mean, when you I was just talking to Jody about this a few minutes ago, we uh, Mark Wilson and I worked for three weeks building these mirrors, putting them, framing them, and putting them in such a way that they would do what they needed to do and not fall down, because uh, <laughs> we thought that would be a good thing. Um, but uh, so we did all this work, and we put them all up, and we went out and sat in the audience and looked at it, and then we looked at each other and said, hmm, that doesn't look like three weeks' worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just when, when you've got the whole stage is there and the people are standing in front of it and the back curtain opens up and, you, and those mirrors are back there, it's like you almost... To us, it's like you almost can't see them. But Jody tells me that they do what they're supposed to do, so I'm Absolutely. happy. Absolutely. We okay. love them. Well, I'll be coming this weekend, so assuming well, there are any seats left. And I want to we'll, talk about the audience. There's a spoiler. Yeah. I told you there's mirrors there. It won't, <laughs> won't be a surprise now. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be the guy in the front row going, they're not supposed to be mirrors in theater. <laughs> That's not realistic. Well, let's talk about that real quick. So if listeners are listening and they want to get out, what what are you asking patrons to do? For during like the coronavirus and things like that, what are y'all asking? Them? I can't tell you how many hours have been spent <laughs> on trying to figure out how to do this. Um, <clears throat> we had a meeting of our executive board several weeks ago, um, trying to, to determine number one if in fact we were going to open, and number two how we were going to open. And we went down, went through a whole list. We spent a couple of hours working on the procedure to do it, and then. Uh, went home and started documenting it, and later that day, the uh, state of Texas came out with a protocol for theaters, <laughs> how to do it, which was almost exactly the same as what we'd come up with. Um, <clears throat> mainly, the, the two factors that are most important is the distancing and the masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's cleaning processes that go on. There's a lot of things that the audience isn't aware of. Um, we have lines marked outside the theater. We have a certain pathway that the, that the patrons have to follow to get into the theater. Um, we open the doors early so they can be taken directly to their seats. There's uh, every other row in the theater is blocked so they can't sit in them. There's two spaces, two seats between each party so that there's the spaces between the pe- people. Um, 
And when you, if you think about it, there's a, there's a lot of uh, logistics to go into making that happen. Um, we, can't, we can't have online ticket sales because we don't know what seats are going to be available. If a party of four is sitting here, then you have to leave four seats and then two on either side of them and then another party comes in. So it's not a matter of where people can just log on and say, okay, I want these seats. It's actually coordinated. So a lot of manpower involved with it. Um, to make sure that the spacing is there. We've had really good responses. The audience has been very cooperative. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a, a few hiccups in the process. And um, Have you had to deal with a jerk wad that just refuses to no. wear them? Okay, good. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, we have plans in Dennis, place if that happens. Dennis, you can go there. <laughs> oh. Test their limits. Oh, test their limits. Just take his beard and bring it up and tie it around the back of his neck, and he's got this whole... Well, I love you, Dennis. When I you, do. When you say the social distancing part is... So basically... From it's like fifty percent capacity. So we have we're actually less than fifty percent capacity. By the time we get the social distancing uh, protocol in place, we're at about thirty percent. Okay, maximum. So and tickets are on, rare. Like you gotta get tickets. You yeah. gotta call the yeah. box you office. You gotta have to call the box office. That's the only way you can get them. There's no at door that. sales. There's no uh, online sales. Or yeah. me just hold blackmail on Joe and I'll call. I'll get gotta, ushered right on in. Get, I didn't put the website on there that does have the box office number. But I'll put the box office number back into the yeah. description. So you got you have to call mm -hmm. to right. get your tickets. Right, and there's no at the door sales, so you have to buy. So you got to buy. Them buy them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and no, it's all a matter of the the uh, part of the distancing is uh, trying to keep keep in uh, keep material passing from one person back to another person. So we have very little hands-on that goes from. We don't hand out tickets. We don't take tickets. We're not handing out the. So you show up. I paid. I paid online or paid on the phone, and I show up. Where do I go? You uh, park in the back parking lot, not the one that's across the street. Uh, park in the back parking lot. You come up the north or the east side of the building, which is covered. So if it's raining, you're good. And uh, you enter the side lobby door. Oh, okay. And then we uh, will we have somebody at the side lobby door that kind of monitors traffic to make sure that we don't have congestion inside the lobby. You go through the lobby, um, and there will be ushers to directly to your designated seats which you won't know what your designated seats are until you get there because it's an ever-changing <laughs> environment. Yeah, Roger, what procedures may be in place that might put an audience member at, at ease in the sense that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the woodlands and I've been hitting the restaurants lately seeing who does what. And I, I've noticed that some safety protocols are kind of cosmetic, mm -hmm. but they don't hurt anybody and it kind of goes far to make them feel better about sure. being there. So... Do, or do you, like, spray people down with Lysol as they walk in the door? No, or? we're not doing anything like that. We're uh, People have to have their masks on before they come in the building. So masks are essential. Masks are essential, except when you're in your seat. Once you're in your designated seat, you can take the mask off. Really? Yeah. Okay. But so because there's the distancing between the seat, spa seat spacing. If, let's say, you know, there's always the one person who forgets the ID at home or something, someone leaves their mask at home, or there have any, masks you have masks available yeah. for yeah. them. And we do have spray, so if somebody wants to have spray. And, and when people are going into the restrooms, we have... Limited capacity in the restrooms. We're mm -hmm. limiting it to three each in the restrooms at a time. Well, if you didn't go before you came there, then oh uh, yeah, well, I mean you can like still go. Trip. You just may have. And actually, we haven't had any congestion problems with that either. Mm -hmm. um, but we go through and spray down the restroom after people have been in there and, and that that type of thing. So we are, and we have the the hand spray or the hand sanitizer available if people want to use hand sanitizer when they come in or go out. 
awesome. in between shows too. Yeah. And in, in, in between shows, the shows. cleaning crew comes in and does mm -hmm. a complete cleaning of the theater. And are you doing one show a day for like Friday, Saturday, and We're Sunday? We're actually or? doing multiple shows on Saturdays uh, now. We're doing a Saturday matinee oh, cool. and a Saturday evening. Cool. Now, I got to turn that over to Jody real quick because this is not a show for the faint of heart. Nope. Literally. <laughs> what I does mean, that mean? If, if I try being in the show with doing the dancing, I think my last sensation. My last words would be, why is my left arm so numb? <laughs> oh, it's so it's heavy dancing. dancing, yeah. And, a lot of and it's not just like shoo-shoo dancing. I mean, this is hardcore, mm -hmm. you know, put your legs over your head yeah. dancing. Well, I and thought you wanted to challenge yourself, Sean, as an actor. <laughs> right now, the challenge is making it through the, the, the footlong at Subway in one sitting. <laughs> okay, that might be another problem they're having. <laughs> Go for the six inch. If it doesn't harden your arteries, it's just not So there's a lot eating. of movement. Like, is the music loud and fun, or is it more of like depressing and? Well, it, it's not a yes. flower. It's not a flowers and sunshine show. Okay. <laughs> no, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of emotion that comes out of it because, again, you're basing this on real life stories, mm -hmm. think, you know, um, situations and um, uh, challenges that these dancers truly did face, um, and that's what the whole show was written about. But it is a, it's a high intensity show, and I will say, hands down, as a dancer. This is the hardest show I've ever, ever had to do okay. physically. And you um, yourself are pretty hardcore with theater and dance and stuff. So for you to say that, it's, uh, it shows well, how much they're invested in it, this. It, it, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. And I, I'm not a vocalist. You know, I'm, I'm, my background is all dance. So to come into the show, and full disclosure, I'm definitely the oldest <laughs> one on the cast. You know, all of these kids um, are probably early 20s. Um, just to see what they have done. Uh, and, you know, and I will, I will say, too, that our, our director, Melody Johnson, and her assistant, Macaulay Teeters, have just been beyond incredible. You know, to work with someone in all the years that I've done shows at Crichton and the Owen, I've never had a director that was a dancer first. This is the first time that my director was a dancer. And she's, she is just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I have so enjoyed working with, with her. Um, and just like Roger and the rest of the crew, in this very unique situation for her to put together this cast and these rehearsals that required so much dancing, so much dancing, is far and above anything that I've ever experienced, and she's just knocked it out of the park. And so is the cast. I mean, I think because their youth and natural energy that they have, their resiliency, this has not affected them. You know, they fully understand the impact of what's taking place in this world, but I don't think they have internalized it like a lot of adults have. So their energy, each time they've come to rehearsal, they were just happy to be there, you know, mm -hmm. and just work. I mean, when they came through that door, it was game on. You know, they were laser focused. A lot of that was due to Melody and Macaulay keeping us on, on point. Um, and they just got the work done. They just got. I'm excited for you to see it. Oh, I can't I wait. Really am. Well, let's, Dick, let's, I called let's up on my computer uh, a oh, song from me. it. If you call it up, you would probably recognize this song. Okay. Um, if you wanted to. Do you want me to play it? Well, if you, you can like run in the background for a bit and. Yeah, uh, just hit play. Let's see if I can get uh, it going. Okay, here we go. I just. Let's see. Which one did you choose? One. Oh, the oh. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Y'all can't hear it, but we can. So sing your lyric sensation. Well, everyone knows. Well, let's let people know. This is. You have 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And then now, this this Saturday being July fourth, okay. we had very little response to the Saturday evening show, so we've canceled the Saturday evening. But the Saturday well, mat uh, great. afternoon. That's when I was going to yeah, come the, to. The matinee <laughs> is still going on on Saturday, and there's a Sunday matinee also. And then is this the last weekend? Nope. There's one more weekend. One more weekend. One more weekend. Okay. God willing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I my wife danced. And I'm, I want to take her to it because right when you started saying how much dancing was involved, I'm like, she dig that. Yeah. Yes. I would not. I would be like, all right, what's going on in this thing? <laughs> Have you seen the dancers in their costumes? I mean, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. Sean. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Man, Sean. Then why go to theater? <laughs> but you'll like the stories. The stories oh, are yeah, there's very what, that there, sounds... there are articles, too, in the magazine. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Sean. Well, I mean, it sounds like I put a lot of uh, hard work into it, and you're trying to adapt to the current scenario with coronavirus. So you guys do plan on this weekend and next weekend. you got a call to get your tickets. Right. And then uh, expect a show. How long is the show? It, well, there's no intermission. So I think it's just under two hours. Is that right, I think that Roger? sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Because it it's, it's high octane. We just go straight through. Well, that's what it sounded like, and it sounds mm-hmm. like y'all – don't ever take a break for two hours. No, we do not. And then on, the, on the Saturdays where we have two shows, they they do the whole show and go go to a spa, go to a day spa. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm really uh, the cast. I'm just really impressed with, the ice, with all the what they I, can the do. The ice so. tubs. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what tubs. I do. Yeah. That is exactly what I do. <laughs> Roger, I'd like to talk about it. since you're president of the of the board there. I feel it could not have been an easy decision because I know a lot of theaters right now are and there's divisions and boards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do we go up? Do we not? Uh, how do we maintain safety? Um, what words do you have for maybe audience members or or other theaters out there that are in this fugue state? It's um, it's an ongoing process. We uh, we initially uh, decided to go ahead with it when we we thought we actually we kind of thought by the end of July or by the middle of July things might start to open up again. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, but. Um, there's been a lot of we've been getting a lot of communication from our ticket holders that they want to see a show they want to come do something they're almost desperate to come do something Mm -hmm. um our cast was really enthusiastic they wanted to get back involved so we initially said okay you can come back but you have to be very careful we want to maintain some social distancing as much as possible during rehearsals uh, which i'm sure was extremely difficult to do um but that was our, our first phase and then after a couple of weeks it was the time to make a decision if, to, if we were actually going to go forward with it. Um, <laughs> and we met as an executive board, got together and, and talked about the possibility of what, what could possibly go wrong and how would we handle it. And we felt like it was something that, that was, there's a demand for it, um, both from the ad- actors and from the audience. So we felt like it was, it was worth giving it a shot. Uh, we felt like we could uh, reasonably set up the theater in such a way that people could feel safe when they come in and see the show. Um, and after that, after that meeting, I went in and the cast was on the stage rehearsing <clears throat> and I got up on the stage and I said, okay, well, we're going to make an announcement here. And everybody knew what was coming. They were, they knew that we were making the decision as to where it was go or no go at that point. And I got up on the stage and without realizing what I was doing, I was leading the, aud- the, the cast in the direction of thinking that we were going to cancel the show. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I noticed all these faces were looking very, and some of them looked like they were about to burst into tears. And I thought, no, no, we're going to we're gonna do it. <laughs> and everybody was cheering, and they were all happy at that point. So, um, but it's, it's Way to bury the lead, Roger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good response. I'm really kind of yeah. glad I did that. Um, but it's, and, and even since then, there's been a constant 
communication between us and, and Melody and, mm -hmm. and, the, and the staff of the show. Um, we're trying to refine the process to make sure that we keep the front of house and back of house separate during performances. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've eliminated the uh, meet and greet after the show. Um, keep the cast separate from the audience. So if somebody in the audience shows up with a virus, we don't have to cancel the show for the next one. Um, and it's and we're monitoring things. And if, if we get a, a hear word that anybody has is showing signs, we follow up on it to make sure that uh, you know are they clear or are they not clear. And frankly, if somebody in the cast comes down with a virus, it's going to cancel the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. um, well, how many people are in the cast? We have a question from a listener. How many people are in this oh cast? Oh gosh, all total. Oh, oh ballpark, and no one's going to count. Thirty. I would say. I would say oh, it's wow. About 30. It's a big cast. Mm -hmm. It's a huge cast. And when we first started rehearsals, I, I, I told them all, you know, this is, this is very fragile. This show is, rests on the legs of each and every one of you, literally, because if any one of you gets sick, it stops the whole process. And if actors, you're listening, don't be the person on the zombie apocalypse movie that gets bitten but hides it from the rest of the yeah, people. Exactly. Thinking they're not going to turn. <laughs> Transparency, people. <laughs> Transparency well, whatever, in a zombie apocalypse. Whatever happened to the show must go on. I don't really understand why you guys are so reluctant to, well, just to put we, on a show. We ended up having to cancel uh, Little Shop of Horrors. The last weekend, the Little Shop of Horrors got canceled. A lot of theaters house. were literally in the middle of their runs yeah. of shows. And remember, with the production, you got to prepay for most of it. Well, yeah. no, I, I understand why. And so for, to be suddenly cut out. We're going to um, do a speakeasy at the Owen Theater, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that in the would back be, door, yeah. <laughs> Um, we but have, we have one light, guys. Only one light. For Roger, the whole what's day. the response from the audience, especially because I know that season tickets, of course, is like the lifeblood of any theater. Yeah. How's well, their response? A lot of that? our season ticket holders are in that senior category, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are, are reluctant to come out almost for any reason, and it's understandable. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit nervous myself at times. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for coming in here. <laughs> yeah, well, I took my chances. Um, he literally body washed in, in <laughs> and Purell leave too. before he came in. Uh, gargle and all kinds of stuff. But um, <laughs> gargle the, the slice the, all. We haven't, even with the limited capacity, I don't think we've actually completely sold out a show yet. So there's still a limited audience that comes to it. And, and the, the side of it, of, of what happens, the show must go on, there still has to be, an, uh, we can't afford to pay to do productions. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have to be able to break even or make make money. And, and frankly, I'm not sure if we're going to make money on this show, but the response from the audience has been extremely positive. Mm -hmm. As they're leaving, they're they're thanking us for. Well, doing you this. can also donate money, folks. Absolutely, this is a nonprofit. You're contributing to. Well, I know some theaters are encouraging people that hey, if you bought a ticket, how about donating yeah. it back to? I was us. trying to convince you guys to put an ATM in in the theater we that way people a, can uh, take out rain. money and be we like, have a Here device called a uh, tip jars on the stage. Yeah. We have a, we have a dip dip jar that's yeah. on the stage that people can dip their credit card in don't have to touch anything just dip your credit card in it'll give us ten those are you've seen them they so. look like an echo like yeah. a yeah. Alexa thing creepy. yeah no yeah. it's cool yeah it's, awesome. it's like preset for like five can i do it whatever. while the show's going on sure yeah, you i don't do it i don't know you can go you out want, there and do it all day you long you might get kicked in the face <laughs> i wouldn't no. get too close if you're to the giving us money we'll let you do it depends who's doing the kicking that's that's the excitement of it you're like <laughs> doing that well it's not Sorry. in it's in the lobby though it's not in the oh uh, i thought it was on the stage it's like no, that'd no. be awesome no. but uh, you know that's one thing that a lot of people we talk about the players theater company all the time it is a non-profit and that's really important that it's not just the ticket sales help put on productions but there's other things you can contribute to them uh, donate money uh buy season tickets share with friends i know that's my what my parents did is they bought a couple season tickets and they just it was their share kind of thing like yeah. Oh, take your kids. Take yeah. you know, we're gonna go on a double date or something like yeah. that. That's awesome. So that's it, great. 
there's something that I, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that because it's, it is affordable mm-hmm. for the and whole season. And it's so. a 501c3, so your ticket is, your donation is uh, deductible. So, yeah, so buy 10 season Buy 10 it. season tickets and there just pass them out. Roger, what's next for the players, if anything? I mean, um, obviously things well, are very iffy. The next show that's coming up is um, Sister Act. Sister Act, thank you. And I'll be choreographing that one. So if anyone, so the choreography will be fantastic. <laughs> um, and again, it's this is all. It's all. I haven't it's, seen it's, that movie in so long. It's all a house of cards. It's all a matter of what happens with the state, yeah. what happens with the country, and, and the direction. You know, th- from from what I heard yesterday through uh, somebody had gone to a, a state seminar or something online, and the uh, they they're thinking that the uh, the situation as it is will maintain until the middle of July when they see the impact of July 4th, and mm-hmm. then we'll either get go on probably as we are or be reduced. So we'll have Let's to see Let's do it happens. outside. Well, Apparently, you can do everything fort- outside. Yeah, fortunately, so. Points North, with the last few years, we've done the Woodland Shakespeare Fest, and it's still slated for September 19th. you got that neat little... So bring actors over. I'll be yeah. having aud- yeah. virtual auditions soon. Well, so Sister Act's coming up, uh, and then is that the end of the season? or is No, this is actually Chorus Line is the end of the season. Oh, okay, so this is a new Sister, season. Sister Act is a new season. Yep. Okay. Wow, so you can get your season tickets today, guys. Absolutely, and you can yeah call the box office. Are there auditions <laughs> for Sister Actors? It's already, already cast. We've already cast uh, it. Sucks for y'all. Yeah. Dang it, I really <laughs> wanted the whoopee roll. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Footloose will be next, and I get that one too. That's you know, the problem is I'm, I'm past my rend days. I'd have to be the disapproving for dad. Footloose, <laughs> I was thinking about this. For Footloose, do you have to copy or royalty all the music? The, the so whole like, part, part of it, the show, part of your package, licensing. It's a package deal. On the okay, show. so you yeah. get like the Bonnie Tyler song, and you get. Uh, like well, a, I I haven't heard the score yet, but yeah. some of the most of it is the same. Some, not all of it though. Usually the, yeah, the music, usually the, no the, the stage version is usually slightly different yeah. from okay. the, slightly different. But version. you'll have looking out for a hero. Is he You've got us here for the boys. Is the main character? Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out how to create that on the. You're well, in Conroe. Just make it outdoors. Just have, make it a traveling so show. Cool. I've got two sets I'm working on before then that I have to figure out how to do. So that's, that's going to be a fun. That's all those. What else is in the season? Let's let um, people know that. Uh, uh, see, I should have come in. I should have been prepared. Here, for pull this. it up. Pull yeah. it up. Sunshine just, just Boys. Vamp, Roger. After, after, after Sister Act is going to be Sunshine Boys. Okay. Um, and, and then Carrie's doing. Hall, um, What's Sunshine Boys? The, the Sunshine Christmas Boys. One. Oh, great. Neil Slime. And actually, it was the very first play that Upstage Theater ever put on. Well, Upstage, which eventually so became Points our, North. you're taking our sunshine here. Oh, I'm making spotlight. it all about he, me. No, he will literally <laughs> slide I, I can make anything about in. me. What I'm saying is if it's good enough for the first show of Upstage, it is definitely good enough for the Players Theater Company's production of it. So, so you got <laughs> Sunshine Boys. What else? Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. That's it for Christmas. Well, for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many. We're, we're, we pulled up the website, owentheater.com. Should be on there. And uh, he's pulling it up, but he's. We've kind of given these to you in different order. But yes. Well, how many shows list. are in a season? Six? Seven. 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 Yeah. So you can buy a season ticket and you get all the shows to that. And then uh, how many are musicals? Four. Four. Four musicals. Okay. That's fair. Oh, every time I hear musical, I think three hours. So I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I'm, my wife is a, is a voice teacher. So she's, she's into all the music, and I'm more of a. A straight show person. I'm not yeah. uh, not so much musical. I want um, drama. I want someone to get stabbed. You know, dramas don't sell. Well, I know that, but I want to see people cry. <laughs> I'm with so, you. Yeah. I like to see in this one. Yeah, I like so, to see that kind of here, stuff. Here, uh, yeah, he's on the track, Sunshine Boys Holiday Inn. Last yeah, of the Red the Hot Lovers right now, folks, and so Footloose and Cabaret and The Foreigner. That sounds. Well, like, uh, it's uh, gutsy to put on Foreigner. I like it. What is the Foreigner? 
Uh, Foreigner is is it uh, Aikburn? Did someone get stabbed in it? No, it's um. Does anyone get shot? Somebody does. Larry, Shoe, it's Larry Shoe production. Uh, basically, a, a a shy guy is at a lodge, doesn't want to talk to people, so he pretends that he can't understand English, and people around him thinking he can't, kind of spill secrets around uh, him. And there's a KKK undertone to some stuff too. Interesting. I've been in that show twice. Um, it's a good show. It's, it's really good. It's set in a in a uh, fishing lodge in Georgia, backwoods fishing lodge in Georgia. Um, and it's a it's it's a hysterical. It's a funny show. It's got some dramatic moments. Um, Any gunshots? <laughs> Can you just put I a can't remember if there's a gunshot. Well, Dick still wants tanks rolling well, down the street. Well, that's Holly's favorite memory is when we saw it and then there were none. Uh, when the gunshot happened, I screamed. <laughs> and she was like, I'm so proud of you for not cursing because I screamed, oh, gee, golly. <laughs> and it was loud. Like, Holly goes like this. I was like, oh, gee, golly, like that. Because uh, it was a loud gun. And uh, she's like, I can't believe you didn't curse. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you didn't curse. Did you buy an ice cream on the way home? Yeah. it was. Because, it it, I mean, it was a lot. Give him a lollipop at the end of the show. You were a good boy. It was loud. Whatever gun, pop gun that was, it was, I mean, the whole, the, yeah. a whole theater, I mean, I was sitting, I was Probably like, a starter's pistol. That's, yeah, that's plays for the most part to use those, but they are in a closed space like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget her looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I like gunshots and plays. So there is a, there is right. a, the KKK are in it. Feature, I mean that's not fun. Family. I want I want something. Well, they get their comeuppance. Yeah, it's comeuppance yeah. with a K. Does anyone come out of like the door of all bloody and it's like I've been uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, not not so much. No. What was the play where y'all did and they rolled them off the stage? Three that, Musketeers. Was that what? Yeah, that was. Yeah, yours. we had our death cart. That was funny, and uh, <laughs> well, lot, people got stabbed. And that, that that was out of necessity. I would be blocking these fight scenes, and I have. <laughs> dead people on the stage it's like okay they got to be off how can we get them yeah, off the stage because i hate you know someone dying on stage and then the lights go dim and they get up and sneak yeah. off <laughs> and so i talked to mike glass well i was kind of saying man if only i had like a monty python death cart and the next day mike glass and people put together <laughs> a go. death cart and we could just roll them off the stage on the that death cart and it became a whole other character now see you would have loved little shop of horrors because the, the plant, plant eats yeah, yeah. Was there blood they, and it was did there blood? and there was, was there blood sp- yep. was the audience mm-hmm. get sprayed the splatter zone. <laughs> it's not a Gallagher show. Well, one thing I do lo- enjoy about going to the own theater is the plays are so creative in a sense because I don't really see a lot of plays, so I have no idea. But probably nine times out of ten, if I'm seeing a play with you guys, never seen it before. Mm. And so it's really cool to see that happen because I have no idea what's going to happen. I've been to a show, I forgot what it was, where they were in the audience, and that's some of the numbers were audience-driven, where they were going throughout the audience. So it didn't just become, I'm watching a stage, I'm watching this whole room yeah. experience. And it was really cool. And that's and I think that's what the live theater kind of brings, because I have no idea. And that's why I kind of like going, because I'm yeah, like, that even, sounds even, interesting. Even beyond that, even when the, when the audience, or when the theater, the actors don't break that fourth wall, when it's all up on the stage, it's still... There's an energy that you can feel that you don't get from watching a movie. I mean, you can go. Well, to there's see literally movie. nothing separating yeah. you. And you yes. go to a movie, and it's all it's all got the CGI, and it's all been done. And of course, when they take a scene that's 30 seconds long, it took them two weeks to do that scene because they do it 50 times in the film. Yeah. You know what you see on film is the best version of it. 
we don't get that opportunity. So mm-hmm. we're up there making mistakes and goofs and that kind of that's stuff. That's why I always want to see the opening one because that's yeah. the one everyone it's makes mistakes. Watch opening <laughs> night and closing night. Watching this is great. Us, two watching different shows. Yeah, that's, that's usually very true. Yeah, there's always a big difference between. Is this, is this the yeah. same show? Well, um, if I may, you know, I think the movie that just like scared the snot out of me was Paranormal Activity. I mean, that thing just gave me nightmares because okay. it was very effectively done. Um, but even more so, a, a, a Wait Until Dark was a show that just yeah. scared the heck out of me because they, you know, they plunge the theater in darkness yep. and you're just hearing stuff. There is nothing separating. So when you hear the breathing or something, it's not through your surround sound speakers. It's there and nothing can beat something yeah. like Wait Until Dark or Sleep in the Deep. or these shows that death or even a, a well done Agatha Christie where it actually kind of profoundly affects you because you're not... You, you can't say, well, it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's a just CGI, yeah. it's yeah. fake right. blood. You know, when you hear it hit the floor five feet in front of you on the stage, you hear the splattering sound. Well, that gunshot got me, man. Yeah. Because okay. the, the whole stage went dark and you hear a gunshot. And I'm like, oh, man, someone. <laughs> and it's not your movie. <laughs> well, I love how many times y'all warned, you, you warned the audience. Yeah. There will be a yeah. live. Like, there will be gunshots. Yes. There will be fog. There, there will be right. blinky lights. There and, will be smoking. And I didn't there pay attention to that. Clearly, <laughs> oh, they don't mean it. Why are the lights going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of fun, especially with the chorus line being very mu- as a musical and a, a lot of energy. And I think if so, people, it's a uh, actually this time is a perfect time to watch it because you got to get out of your house, got to enjoy something yep. safely. And it sounds like you keyword guys are doing is safely job. though. Yeah. And yeah. I, I yeah. think players is definitely encouraging everyone. To be safe, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and we, we it's you know we we want to be safe. We want to do the things that we can to make sure that the that we minimize the potential spread of the virus. But we also want to make sure that people feel safe when they come in. And I think that the, we're we're doing that successfully. Well, there you go. I have to you know Brett did point out that I cried like a little girl at the Blair Witch Project, and I did. But with paranormal activity, I actually put my wife in front of me to protect me <laughs> from anything that could get me. So there's well, a, there's sense. a difference, Brett. Well, you have a survival instinct. I do. <laughs> so I, I do. Can't, I can't blame it's, you. I'm that. very Darwinistic. <laughs> so just to remind folks, right now at the Owen Theater, visit. I put all the description in the description, all the information. But uh, to now get, the Owen Theater does have like a warning on the front page going, "We're closed." They're not click click X on that. Get rid of oh, their warning. Got to get rid of that. Okay. I'll yeah. Get rid of that hey, warning. Come on, president. Uh, well, I was about to say, guys. I, else to do, so. I was afraid that this decision had been made while you were here. It was like, uh, guys, well, we may have to go to commercial now. Well, the most important thing for people to know, if you want to attend this weekend or next weekend's show of Chorus Line, you get a call to get your tickets. Uh, they'll go through the whole procedure with you, and but you have to call the box office. There's no online. There's no box office. You have to call the box office. Mm-hmm. So really what you're doing is minimizing any type of transfer of paper or anything like that. Right. So uh, order uh, order tickets via phone, and we'll uh, post that in the description too about how to what the phone number is. But it's also on the website owentheater.com. So in uh, the chorus line, the a chorus line, a chorus line going all the way to the next uh, weekend. Right. And uh, anything else y'all want to? No, I just I you know I definitely want to thank the board for allowing us to do this show. I mean this you know I first saw this when I was 12 years old. Oh, okay. This is my show that has been Yeah, it does actually make sense that you you like this so much cuz Yeah. I mean this was first. Yeah. I mean I I just 
I just love it. So I'm I'm extremely grateful for the board for when allowing y'all us say to do this in melody. Dancing? And do you mean like ballerina dancing or it's, is it's it... mostly it's mostly jazz? So it's very very fast. We okay. do a small. What are they called? Did you ever see Chicago the movie? Yeah. What's that called? Not dissimilar. Not, twir- not twirling. I'm not. It's no, twerking. Twir- <laughs> twerking. No. no. <laughs> What's it called? We do have one of the characters that twerks. Twerk the musical. <laughs> um, but no, it's slap. No, what is Slapstick? it? Slapstick? No. no. <laughs> Just come see it. You'll You're enjoy flapper, it. It's flappers. You will enjoy it. Well, yeah. No. They're, 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 well, what's the? I'm trying. I know. Chicago. You'll like it. Jazz dancing. It's, it's a flapper upbeat. era, but yeah. Flapper era style mm-hmm. dancing. Maybe. Yeah. No. Just, just no. say yes. It, it's going to take longer than we have to, to get. Yes, Dick. It's very bohemian. Well, it sounds exciting. It's <laughs> very bohemian. Dick. No yes. one gets stabbed. No, no. Well, not intentionally. Yeah. And Dick, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it. That's true. So you can get your tickets via box office. Call the phone number today. They do have limited seating. So mm-hmm. if you're going to go, you better call today uh, because 30%, 30, 35% uh, capacity in the theater. Well, maybe with this warning taken down off the website, <laughs> that might, more, might people, <laughs> more people might call now. Well, you know what's rub it in. Let's just rub it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, we're excited. And then Sister Act is on schedule. So if you want to get your season tickets, that's the season has started with Sister Act, which comes, was it with July? No, it'll be uh, uh, September. September. That's when we open. And uh, yeah, so it sounds exciting. If and, I may. Oh, great. No, I just want to, I want to thank, <laughs> I want to thank the players for doing it. You know, you heard me kind of joke about in the past that when it comes to reopening, it reminds me of the middle school I'm dances. You, underground openings. That's how you really get a good dedicated right. crowd where they feel like they're doing something well, no, wrong. An underground opening is the and same 13 people who follow you and that that's it. But remember in the old days with middle school dancing, we'd have the boys on one side, the girls on the other, and, and no one would do anything till that first brave soul. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for kind of being that for this part of town. Thank you. Thank yep. you. We appreciate that. And when the, and speaking of the board does appreciate the actors too. It's just, I mean, I spend so much time sending emails saying, don't do this, don't do that. And you got to do this and move <laughs> over there and do that. But we really do uh, appreciate the actors. Maybe the board could take the idea of the actors wear socks. That, you know, I, I really like that. I think, I think we might, a, uh, we'll look into that. I, I think you could do a full PPE gear show of Sister Act. I would Everyone presume that face Avenue shields. Q Jr. would be sock puppets. I don't uh, know. Melody is going to love that. Well, thank you so much for coming in, guys. We're going to take a quick break here on Dick and Skippy. Again, order your tickets today via the box office phone number at owentheater.com. And this show goes all the way till next weekend. They do. They did add a matinee show for Saturdays, but not this Saturday. So yes, next this, Saturday. This Saturday does have the matinee. Yeah, it but no it evening. Does. Yeah, sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. Okay, it's all on the website. It's all <laughs> yeah. there. That bypass the warning on the website. You just rub it in. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to TV here on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back, guys. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, 
music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft follow the commemorative air force and its fleet of world war ii planes including the mighty b-17 flying fortress texas raiders which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for Tuesday, or a three-for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. All right, we're back. Last segment of today's show here on Lone Star Community Radio with Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting live from the LCR studio. Special thanks to Roger. And the Players Theater Company coming in, and Jody, uh, talking about a course line, which is still happening at the Owen Theater this weekend and next weekend. More information is in the description, owentheater.com. Uh, we got about 10 minutes left. Sean. Dick. Arthur. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to talk about for the last 10 minutes? Is there anything else that we can close on? We're, uh, we are looking for a guest for Friday, right? That's still going on? It'll be the third. So the week, the day before 4th of July. Yeah. When the revolution well, starts. When the revolution starts. There we go. I'm telling you, boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, tanks in the street. That's what you so, want. So, uh, I mean, Montgomery County hasn't really faced any huge issues when comparing to other cities. You're talking about Chaz and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Well, if, uh, if you notice the, the protests that happened in Do we have any statues? Com- uh, yeah. I know we have, sure. well, those aren't, those are like artists. They're not. Yeah, no, that's from the, the Poet Laureate. The yeah. Arbust over we, there. Well, we know. I'm like, Craig Campabella. You know, you, know the, you know what they've done. We got to get rid of them. Don't no, there's a statue right outside the Spirit of Texas building thingy they have. The Texan? Yeah. Aren't no, not those... the Texian. Oh, Lady Liberty? Yeah. You know what she did. We got to tear that down. She's blind. She's talking about blind yeah. people. She's man of gold, so let's do it. No, uh, <laughs> aren't those melt like, her down. I don't know where, I think they're near Huntsville. So further from here, but there's those like the, I think it's just like the bus of a bunch of presidents that are just like, they're somewhere new here. Just what about of, like, that, uh, the, the monument, Sam Houston, we got to take it down. Goodly. <laughs> I can just imagine all these people trying man, to that'd be nuts. pull that down. Well, I think there's enough It trucks. was the Raven, man. Read about the Raven. That, mean, that was Sam Houston's name, his uh, Indian name. I thought it was about Edgar Allan Poe or something like that. No. But I appreciate cool you goal. making trying, that. I'm trying making that that logical leap. But no, we haven't really faced the, those kind of things. Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. Do you think that's because of the lack of involvement or lack of reporting? I think no. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead, Arthur. Uh, I, I just think it's because like nobody cares here. Because like I um I, like have you heard of the app next door? Yeah. Yeah. I like. <laughs> I mean, I'm 17, but I'm on it because I love looking at like. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. There was this one lady actually. Oh, here we go. He's got yeah. one screenshot. I have screenshots because it like. So if people don't know what Arthur's talking about, Nextdoor is an app that you can sign up 
and for neighborhood for, updates. Yes. And then you yeah. have to be in the neighborhood, and you can see people. They'll talk like, hey, I'm selling this. And it's everything from a lost or, dog to yeah. watch out for this truck going up and down the street driving slow to... Yeah. Yeah, but like, and occasionally there's like, you just get the. You get a Karen? This is a, okay, so I'm just gonna read the original <laughs> post. So she. I'm really excited about this. She lives like, ba- like nearby, where, where, basically in this area. Okay. Just right? Yeah, okay. Montgomery County. Yeah. So, um, okay, so. Don't give like, her name. Yeah, no, no. So, warning to criminals, I live in blank. While I may save animals on my spare time, dot, 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 do not come to my home and try to write or loot. I have insurance that pays for my lawyers should I have to shoot anyone for breaking in my home. This will not work out well, and no one, no one else needs to get hurt in this nonsense. Thanks. And so I, I, I saw like that. It. I, was like, I mean, at least she's, she's being proactive about it. She's letting people know on yeah, next door. Yeah, next door version of beware of dogs. Because you know, because sure. you know all the protesters check out next door Ex- before <laughs> they start <laughs> and rioting and losing. So I like I saw that and and like I'm I like being sarcastic. You know, sarcasm is fun. And so I say, I mean, guys, that's got to be one. That's got to be a sarcastic post. No, it wasn't. It was not. Did you challenge her on the internet? I did. I did. I was like, guys, calm down, okay? She probably just saw someone putting a, bo- a poster saying Black Lives Matter on a light post near her house, prompting her to make this very necessary and life-saving post. Yeah. And then she was like, you were trash for suggesting something like this. And so it's this whole back that's and forth. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And well, like, that, like, that devolved like, quick. Yeah, I'm like, okay, You're great. You're trash. She's like, She's, she took the bait, basically. Well, you know what's funny, though, Arthur? Uh, there was, over the weekend, there was a person who trespassed onto a gentleman's house because he was flying a Nazi-style flag, and they were shot. Was it? Wait, I think, I, where, where was this? Uh, I want to say it was either in Georgia or, like, one of those Central East places, Tennessee or something oh, like okay. that. No, I think we're thinking of something different. But, yeah, I mean, like... Just don't go on people's property, yeah, man. I'm like, Even if you're trying to take down a Nazi flag. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not advocating. For Call like, the HOA; they'll take care of that exactly. for you. Exactly. Well, I'm never what... advocating for like protesting or like. Or I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm not advocating for like okay. violence or anything like that. But like, it's just like you're here. Like, what Antifa well, is going to be coming to? Like, yeah, that's the what. That's what I'm like, saying. Here, they're, they're, yeah. there's not really. But if you notice, even the when we had thousands of people for the Conroe protesting, it was protesting. It was handled as a peaceful protest should it did not devolve mm-hmm. there were incidents but it didn't yeah devolve and, and well, there were, were there incidents well you know people yelling and, and oh, there yeah. cars trying to get through people yeah. that happened here yeah i mean no they didn't like block the streets uh, but you, you know yeah, someone, block west davis someone in a car rolls down their window get out of town you so-and-sos uh, you know and they didn't get molotov cocktailed as a result unlike other states yeah yeah well, I mean, I think that's something that's interesting here is I feel like Montgomery County is so spread out. Well, it's rural. And, and central locations. Now, like, if you go to the Woodlands, when you think of the Woodlands, what is what is the central Woodlands? Because here we have the courthouse. Courthouse is pretty much, like, the only thing I can think of that's, like, central. Oh, the, central Woodlands would be, like, the, down, like the mall. The mall, yeah. I was about to say, way. even though it's spread way huge. beyond I'm it. talking, like, if we go, we're meeting at the quad. Or, like, you know, Street, or like where are we meeting in the Woodlands to really make a demonstration? Well, they they did one in Market Street. Yeah, actually, okay. I I would think Market Street or near the United Methodist Church. We're trying to, yeah. I'm trying to that whole area because like what that's happened, a good place to go march. Those yeah. wacky Methodists. They, like when I was uh, arguing with that Karen, I was like, I, like I brought up the whole thing. I was like, what do you, like what do you think they're sending busloads of Antifa here? Uh, yeah, yeah, and she's like, 
Um, Via airplane, to, too. Oh, she was like, guess you didn't see the Antifa protest on Market Street. And I died laughing because, like, I, like my friend, I had some friends who went to that, and they are literally like. I didn't even know they had one. I know the yeah, mall. I know the like mall had one. It's like little teenagers going out and protesting. It's yeah, not the most dangerous thing. I can assure you, it's uh, as long as it sells headlines, and that, yeah. that unfortunately that's the issue that so many uh, we keep coming back to. It's uh, earlier when I said that the airwaves were given free to broadcast companies by saying you got to donate an hour for the news, what they should have said for free, because unfortunately news has become a private enterprise to where you, you got shareholders, you got to keep their stock price up. And so how do you do that? By trying to outdo the other person and it's become more outrageous. No the other stuff, person, though. that generation's dying off. Sorry, mom. Mm, not necessarily. Well, here's the thing. Here's the problem. When you get off of broadcast news like NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox, and then you get the fringe. You stuff. get in, yeah. you get into cable, which doesn't fall like under broadcast Jones, standards, dude. like CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and all these others that can say we're a news. Well, the source, local news doesn't really we, get political today. Hmm? Well, they. <laughs> uh, well, I'm asking, like, does yes, it, for me, so, like local news always gets like I I know I almost never end up trusting it because in the end, like, if you just dig a little bit. There's the corporate sponsor behind it, like the Sinclair Broadcasting Group. Somehow yeah, remember, they're, they're all conglomerates. But yeah. like see, on my phone, I've got, there well, is a like, local reporter who threatened me because I posted something on Facebook. About that, a photographer thing, yeah, I remember yeah, that. that. And I kept those because it's like, this is a reporter well, who was telling me, take it down or else. And I posted something. I meant in the actual broadcast, is it political? But that that is... This person, individual, could be political. This reporter is not just a local beat stringer. This is someone who's got influence behind. Because I always wondered why, like a Channel Two kind of style broadcast, isn't in Montgomery County area. Oh, because Channel Two, we're within that geographical jurisdiction. Yeah, right. No, it took me a minute to figure out what you were saying. Well, because, like, Abilene has one, and Abilene, I think, combined because is about as big as Montgomery County, right? Well, it's not the size. It's how far you are from the transmitter. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And plus, here's the thing. You get up to Willis or beyond Huntsville, Houston no News— No one knows what goes up there. Well, as I'm saying, the farther you are from the epicenter, the less—that's we have more local, you know, farm reports— for Willis and, and Huntsville, because that's what we don't care what happens in downtown Houston yeah. from up there. It's is well, there I, a think that's, I think that's one of the biggest issues with consuming this uh, this new wave of of information is this Karen lady thinks that what's going on across the nation is happening in her backyard. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, and especially with Montgomery County, like I never saw. I saw some organization for protest, but it was never. You know, like, hey, we're gonna stay out till midnight and you know do some trouble. Yeah, nothing too like. Like radical. it was yeah. more of like, hey, we're protesting against p- police brutality. Me here at one p.m. Mm-hmm. and we're gonna be going from here to here. And before people say, well, that's Conroe, it's the Yahoo hick, right wing, whatever. There were thousands of people protesting. Thousands. Well, they might have been shopping too, if they're at Market <laughs> Street. I mean, there outside is... the Target, boy, that's really desperate. Uh. Were they really outside the Target? Yeah, why well, would the, you the, protest the, in front of Target? The one hundred and five. They like they walked the whole like bridge and because they're also. Well, like, that's over in the Woodlands. I get that because yeah. there's a route. You talking about right no, here? Yeah, the, I'm talking about the Conroe ones. Oh, okay. why would you march in front of Target? Because that's where they gathered, right there on one hundred and five. No, the, what they're doing is they're like, dude, the end spot Chick Fil A, dude. That's where we're in. <laughs> we're getting some Chick Fil A. 
You don't think so? Don't hold it on Sunday. <laughs> That's true. That's such a disappointment. But respect to that. But uh, all right, guys, let's let's close down today's show. We had a good. By the way, Arthur Dennis has called you the Antichrist. I'm sorry, an anarchist. Oh, nice. anarchist. Anarchist. Big oh, difference. Anarchist. Big difference. Big difference. Aww. I like it. Well, Arthur, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us too. I really enjoyed that. Uh, we'll post if we have a show on Friday. We're trying to get some guests in. Uh, especially the, uh, thanks to today's guests. We had a great time with them. Again, you got to order tickets to a chorus line via box office phone number. So uh, you can find that on theater.com. They are open and they will, they plan on doing their shows this weekend and next weekend. So keep that in mind. Thank you so much for tuning in today's Dick and Skippy's show. Uh, yeah, peace out. Peace. Peace. Bye. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.